grab me a beer and grab him a coke We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes And please don't mix it up cause he done sobered up Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds And Brandon says here, bitch, your ex drink your buddy What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're new to the show, quick rundown of the show. I am sober now, but one of my favorite things to do when I was out drinking and doing drugs and getting in trouble was to hang out with friends, talk shit, talk shop, and just reminisce about old stories. I will normally be joined by a guest. This week is no different. Joining me for her third appearance on the podcast, the beautiful, the intelligent, the one, the only, my girlfriend, Savannah Lloyd. Hello. And to clarify, you've never been my drinking buddy. I have not. You're going to have to talk in your regular speaking voice. That was my regular speaking voice. There you go. Just like that. All right. Do well, you want me to pick up what I've learned at work? That was my speaking voice. You can't. <laughs> so uh, for everyone uh, listening, this week, uh, Savannah is going to be on. We are in the throes of kind of getting situated, getting settled. I've booked a few um, New York comedians in the coming weeks, so that'll be exciting. But until then, I wanted to have... The one and only crowd favorite, listener favorite, Savannah on. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. So in the times that you've been I'm on this here. Sh- Hold your applause. In the times that you have been on this show, we have talked about All about you. Yeah. For the most part. Well, I was gonna say we've talked about like role reversal. I interviewed you. What it's like to date someone who's sober, the beginning uh-huh. of our relationship. We talked uh-huh. about some cringeworthy Romance Moments stories. in your life. Yeah, when we did the uh, Valentine's Day Spectacular. Right. But because we have been traveling and moving and doing all sorts of stuff, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, you know what I want to talk about are some of your crazy travel experiences. Your drinking um, abroad, as it were. Not really abroad. Oh, but abroad? No. You... Most of the drinking I did was very local to Jack's Beach in particular. Duval. Yeah, Duval hardcore. And then sometimes we took the drinking to the high seas, to the shores of Vegas. Things the shores like of Vegas? The shores of Vegas, the beautiful beaches of Vegas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't really say abroad. We no. Tr- we tried to keep the drinking close to home because it was intense. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about a few of those stories. The first story that came to mind, and then we're going to talk about some New York stuff, but that'll be at the end because I know some of you are sick about sick of me talking about New York, so we'll save that for the end. But Well, the, they shouldn't be. New York is cool. Yeah, it's super it's cool. It's super cool. So the first story I wanted to talk about, um, I'd say plug everything up front, but you don't have anything to plug because you're a normal human being. Um. I have some new posts on my Instagram. Yeah, plug that. Tell everyone where they can follow you. On Instagram. Yeah, but... I don't know. It's weird. You have to like... Do I say the underscores? Yeah. I don't know how to plug my Instagram it's tag. It's Savannah, no H, Savannah underscore Ray, R-E-A underscore. Two underscores on the end. Underscore. So yeah, you could probably just go to mine, Brennan T Comedy, and then find stuff I've tagged her in. That would probably work as well. Yeah, I... Like, what's the new... Oh, I guess TikTok is the newest social media. I'm always a fan of Instagram, though. Like, I haven't strayed from Instagram. That's my thing. I want people to connect on, to be follow, where I want to connect with people. Yeah. Facebook, I'm big. Facebook is for my mom. <laughs> for my mom and my fam. Yeah, there's a couple of hacky premises out there where it's like Instagram is for millennials, TikTok's for Gen Z, and then right. Facebook is for Gen X. I enjoy TikTok, but I don't enjoy posting TikToks. So. Yeah, and it's something, the whole social media aspect when it comes to comedy is something that I've really struggled with because I'll go on stints where I'm like, okay, I got to post new content every day. So I'll like have a set, like a 20-minute set, and I'll like... You know what would be great on TikTok? It. Videos of the screaming homeless lady who lives 
in the Mexican door, Mexican restaurant stoop down below. Yeah. That's a TikTok thing, right? Yeah, totally. She'd probably be down for it, too. She'd call you a fucking scumbag she and scream about the government. She was screaming the N-word today. And that the N-word? Very oh, that's no. Even homeless or not, that's not okay. No, not for a middle-aged white lady. Right. It was uncomfortable. I really want to do that thing where you walk by and say, you know, we're here to watch you, right? The government sent us to watch you, but (sighs) we can't talk New York. This is all inside New York baseball. And we, I vowed that we would talk about that later. Okay. All right. First, my drinking. Yeah. You're drinking. Let's the first story I wanted to, if you would indulge me. Okay. Was a more recent story. A more recent story. Yeah. uh, You went to Dallas. Um, let's. I think let's start with the stuff prior and then work our way up to Dallas. Because if I start with that, they'd be like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> well, then what do you want to do first? Because you've done, you've done the cruises, the booze cruise kind of thing, haven't you? Lots of cruises. Lots. Yeah. I want to say it's been like at least eight. Ugh. Right? But so the thing is, when I get together with my core group of friends Usually, it's about the time spent together, not quite. We never really reached the let's go to a destination and uh, view the sites and get culture. Up until probably two to three years ago, it was when we get together, we're going to giggle, we're going to get shit-faced, we're going to take selfies, that sort of thing. So it really didn't matter where we were. Cruises are super easy. It's like one flat, very cheap fee for your room. For your food, you can add on unlimited drinks per day for $50 a day. It made the most sense. We're all confined to this like floating orb of drunkenness. So if we can't find each other for like, let's say an hour. There's no, no one's getting like super lost because it's right. We'll run into you on the next lap. Yeah. So you can't like lose anybody like hardcore lose anybody. So it worked. It worked well. When did you go on your first cruise? First cruise, I want to say, was probably 18 or 19 with my mom, uh, my family, and then my friend Nicole. When you say your mom and your family, do you mean your brother and my sister? My mom, my brother, my sister. Um, okay. There was some sort of father figure involved. Boyfriend of my mom, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe I was 20, honestly. Um, but, so... I had we had a room with me, my younger brother and sister. My sister, I want to say, was fourteen at the time. Younger brother and my friend Nicole. Nicole. We, Nicole. Okay. We took Lauren, my younger sister. One of the stops was Cozumel, I believe. And you can drink in Cozumel as long as you can see over the bar. You're allowed to drink in Mexico. So we took her and got her first yardstick. She was very. What's a yardstick? You know the long drink. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The long frozen drink. Yeah, what they have, they do a lot of those. Feels like a hangover in a glass when you're drinking it. New Orleans, they have a lot of those. Right, yes, yes, yes. Very similar to that situation. So we got her one of those, and she, being the responsible young 14-year-old she was, took some sips and just smiled and got very giggly. Like She did not, like, go ham or anything. She was just like, okay. Yeah, because she is very... Responsible. Yeah. Very... Like, I think she observed me as like, wow, okay, I'm just going to take a few sips and Which smile. Which is ironic because you helped raise her because she's so much younger than you. Well, I'm like moved out the second I was eight. Well, actually, to clarify, I moved out when I was 17 for, like from the household with her. So I don't what what it really was, I think, was seeing my mom's wrath at me. Okay. That made her probably be a little more responsible. That makes a lot. Yeah. But my mom also started to chill out later. So she just like had this like double ended uh, where she wanted to be more responsible because she saw how it would be if she was not. But then also my mom relaxing too. So she just became this like beautiful, well-rounded, like responsible, enviable, perfect being. (laughs) But you're trying to get her wasted at 14. Not get her wasted. I would never get her wasted. And also she would never let herself get wasted. Just like a, you can have a drink, pose for a picture. You're you're super cool having a drink in Mexico. And now you sit there and chill out and we're going to slam these drinks. Okay. 
So I can't believe you've been on eight cruises. I've I know never you been hate on a cruises. Cruise. I hate cruises. I hate. You, but you've never been it. on one yet. You hate them. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff in my life. Um, um you, you, you have to try it before I'm you buy. Very it. You can't... pessimistic about everything. Skeptical, as it were. So I honestly, if you are sober, I would not recommend a cruise. But if you weren't, if you ever were to drink again and need a vacation. I would recommend a cruise. Okay. So you heard it here first. By all of the wagon, we're going on a cruise. Yeah. You <clears throat> but it won't be with you because you've made it very clear that if I fall off the wagon, you're going to leave. Well, you've made it very clear if you fall off the wagon, you won't be paying rent. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's a chain of events. Yeah, absolutely. No, that makes total sense. This mm-hmm. is also uh, fun, fun to do this podcast because I did do the solo show last week. Where I talked about my drunken my drunken escapades with the botched proposal and then the stealing a car. It was botched. The, well, I thought you said it was sweet. It wasn't botched. It was sweet, but it was no. It was cheesy. It was cheesy, and I looked terrible. And well, you saw the picture. The vid the video. Yeah, you saw the yeah. video. I saw it. No, but I'm saying the picture that I posted for the episode and how ragged oh, I yeah, looked yeah. and haggard and. So yeah. I thought it would be good talking about those stories to have you want to talk about some of yours. So okay, great. Let's talk more about the cruise lifestyle that you were in because it's not. Okay, it's well, not let's a, it's back not up. A trip, let, it's a lifestyle. Let's back up to preface all of this. I'm going to say that I'm old, old comparatively. So me, uh, me and my friends, my core friends, we called ourselves. The Hot Mess Express. Choo-choo. This was before it was tired, before they were making like mugs and t-shirts and merchandise about it. Once they start making merchandise, it's like tired. But we were the Hot Mess Express before it was it was before cool. Before it was cool. Before it was cool, before it was overplayed. We were the Hot Mess Express. We thought it was hilarious. We didn't take it too seriously. We just thought it was hilarious. And people started calling us. Oh, it's the Hot Mess Express. Which is probably not a great thing in hindsight. Yeah. But we like laughed it off. We never took That's it too like seriously. That's like when I would show up to parties and people were like, Brandon Taft is here. Right. Never took it too seriously. Always with a grain of salt. Like we always had a great sense of humor about everything. Oh, lots of grains of salt. Tequila shots. Hey. See what hey, I did Yeah. Lots. Uh, but yeah. So HME was our thing. And our core group of friends like... I don't know. We thought it was funny. So uh, we also had like an, a little satellite of rotating. Tertiary th- friends. Yeah. Who like weren't quite core, uh, but who would make appearances and come and hang out. And sometimes they would like really hang out for like long periods of like of our um, tenure in Jack's Beach, I guess. And sometimes they would disappear for a while and. Yeah, but it was always like, and I don't want to sound clicky, but it's always like if we were planning anything, it'd be like, all right, but do we want to invite these people outside of the core? And it wasn't in a clicky way. It was like a, because they might impede on our fun. Like we all know how to have a fun together. We know how to really laugh everything off and not. You take say it not clicky, seriously. but that sounds exactly like a click. It does sound like clicky, but it really wasn't the vibe was, it, the vibe wasn't clicky. Like when we were discussing it, it was like a, we don't want anyone else to come in and be too clicky because we know how to have fun. Yeah. Well, and they that's might the whole thing the about having a core group of friends is when you have your core, that's the core. And, P- and I talked about this with Dan, um, Daniel Barricat, the Danimal, the original drinking buddy on his episode, because we had a set core group of people. And then there uh-huh. were a lot of other people that were around, but right. to this day I could rattle off like the four or five people that that was the core. Right. And so I, I can I think the listeners understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, is that totally. So we had the core four and then we had um, Brittany, Jamie, Nicole and you. Uh huh. And then we had a couple more who were very present. And just, then co- just real quick, want to just pat myself on the back for being such a great boyfriend that I could just rattle those names off. Just had it. Really? Yeah. We've been together for quite a while. If you didn't know the core four, like it would not look great on you. So I uh, knew it. Let's move on. Okay, uh, so and then a couple more who were very, uh, very regular, and then some who, some who just stopped in briefly. But anyway, so in this core group, we had an instigator, we had uh, what's the word, enabler, and then we had two just like fuck it, yeah, let's do it. 
It made for a great mix. Who's the instigator? You, oh, you want me to name names? Yeah. Okay. Instigator was Brittany. I, mean, I was Enabler Nicole. To. Jamie and I are the fuck it. Yeah, sounds great. Okay. So the first and cruise. Was, let me give you an example of what would happen. We would invite not core four on a vacation or a cruise or whatever it may be. Um, there would be over planning. There would be um, too that's something that you hate. I know you and I have talked about that. Cooks in the kitchen. I have a very specific memory of two friends not in the core group. So one of the first cruises, I believe there were six of us. Is this the one with your mom, or is this no, no, the first girl group? Okay, so girl group the cruise. first cruise you ever went the on. The first was one, with we're your venturing mom. off of Jack's Beach shores. Then, okay. We're gonna go start getting fucked up on the high seas. Okay, and this is with the core group. Core group plus a few additional. Plus two. Plus two. I want to say it's two. There might have been three. I don't know. We'll say it's two. Okay. The two additional are very good friends. Uh, a very specific example. Of why we always hesitate to invite more. They uh, were hungover. Kept drinking the next morning. Yeah, hair of the dog. Took some Adderall. Around 5 p.m., they're in their cabin arguing and crying because we didn't make old-timey pictures that day. They wanted to take old-timey pictures. They had a schedule for us. And they wanted to go down to the depths of the cruise and, like, dress up and take old-timey pictures. We're all sitting there, half rolling our eyes, half cracking up like, dude, we're hungover as shit. There's no way we're making old-timey pictures at 2 p.m. They're insane. Yeah, that's been one of your beefs in the three years that we've been together is you're not real big on the over-planning. You Right. It's so nice to just go with the flow. And I'm very much... Um, not a go with the flow kind of guy. I like to plan things, especially yeah. in my sobriety. I like to be very scheduled and regimented. And but like, you've loosened up some in the beginning. It was like eat dinner quickly, leave. Now we're going home. But it's like let's chill, let's have fun. Yeah, I've gotten better with that kind of stuff. I still like to like, especially on my days off. I still like to have. Okay, I want to be up by this time. I want to go to the gym. I want to come back. I want to do this X Y Z has to get done, and then I'm going to go to a mic here, a mic there, maybe catch a show late night. So I still like to have a schedule, but I have gotten better when we are like, okay, this is what we're doing for the night. Like, we're going to go get food, and then we'll go see a show. I've been a lot better about like, okay, well, let's go to get food early so we can take our time and do other things. And then, right. Whereas and before my I mode was, of planning has strictly come based off of hangovers yeah anytime anything is overplanned and you're not feeling it and you have to push through it and you don't even have you end up not even having fun and be like what was the freaking point of this yeah nightmare well it is a nightmare and that's also something that happens a lot i mean not so much anymore because we live here but when we would visit places a lot of times i was like no we got to do this we got to do that we got to do this and you're just like chill out Right. So this was like, the vibe. do you actually feel like doing it? Like, do what you feel. Let's have fun. That's your whole thing. Do what do you what feel. Do what you feel. So that was the vibe that you got originally on the first HME cruise. It was a very yeah. There were like, a few people who weren't. Dude, doing I'm the not do making old timey pictures. I'll see you in the disco at that. This they call the cruise or the cruise clubs are called the disco. I was like, yeah, I'll see you in the disco at like 11. I'm not making old timey pictures. You're out of your mind. So what ended up happening? They're crying in the cabin. They're freaking out. What did they calm down or what? What Take us through that. What happened? Uh, I don't know. We rolled our eyes and giggled and like went. And you just left them. You're just like, fuck off. Yeah, They were doing their own thing anyways. They weren't with us. Oh, okay. We walked in on it and we're like, that's a nightmare. Let's up to the pool deck. We go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this was <laughs> one of you still have six more cruises that you've gone on. The first one was with your mom. Then there was this one, which was the first girl's trip. Do you think I remember each cruise in chronological order? And no, what I don't. I, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is. You had, obviously, despite that one hiccup, you had so much fun with 
uh, the first oh, time yeah. and then with your core friends that you continue to do it. Yeah. Like a ton more times. Oh, yeah. They were just crying on. No, the I get that. But yeah, I'm just no, saying. it was a blast. You get wasted. You're in the disco every night. There's piano bars and there's like sing-alongs. There's pool deck fun. On the pool deck, they have like, you know, the Harriest Man contest and like the dancing competition. No, I don't know. You say, you know, they have. You know. No, I don't well, know. I'm sure the audience knows. They've been to freaking cruises. You're the only person in this world who hasn't. They have like a DJ. They like pass around trays of pina coladas. It's the life. It's, it's the life. It is. Is the life with low expectations. Like the chairs are kind of janky. Your cabin's small. The food's whatever. But if you're drunk, you don't care. It's great. With low expectations, it's the life. So You have low expectations, so you would love it. I do not have low expectations. Yeah, you do. I do not. I have the highest of high <laughs> expectations. Okay. I can deal with really shitty situations, but I have... Super high expectations with stuff. Interesting. Interesting <laughs> argument. Okay, but no, I'm saying you would love it. It's totally your vibe. I resent that you would say that. <laughs> at the let me at the dinners. Yeah. So when you go to eat dinners and there's entree so you select your courses. They have a first course, they have a salad course, they have an entree, they have a dessert course. You can pick however many of each courses you want. You can pick three entrees, you can pick you can like keep going. Yeah, because it's all inclusive, right? Uh huh. Do you have to tip on these things? Nope. Well, at the end, you leave a tip in your room for your house cleaner person who like comes in, like re- personally restocks. But the dining room tips, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, are already included. It's just you just tip your um, room steward at the end. Okay. Mm hmm. But the food, not so great. It's fine. It's not bad. It's not like blow your mind fantastic. It's fine. It's good. And you just kept on going on cruises. Where have you been? Anywhere exciting? Let's Mexico. see. Yes. Um, Cozumel. Mexico. Right. Key West. Um, Belize. Uh, see, so you were drinking abroad. I was correct in saying that. Yeah, but when you don't really need a passport, you just go in and out of the same cruise. It's kind of like, are you drinking abroad? Yeah, that's whatever. True. Um, another Mexico, I think it's Playa del Playa, Playa 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 del Carmen or something like that. A bunch of places, whatever. I don't know. So now, older. oh, Bahamas, all the t- like a lot of Bahamas. Yeah, I was gonna say the Bahamas. Yeah. Bahamas nonstop. Okay. That's a stop at almost everyone. So now that you're older and more cultured, we did just go see Van Gogh. Right. Are oh, st- now, today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Today, are you still, do you still have a hankering to go on a cruise or are you more past that? That was a 20s kind of a thing. Uh, not the ones we used to go on. The old carnivals are kind of, you know, played out. But there is very nice cruises I would be willing to explore. Uh, Virgin, Richard Branson, put out a new cru- adults-only cruise line that is like looks fantastic, top of the line. There are, are very high-end cruises that sail the Mediterranean and go through, go around Italy. But those and all that are kind actually of stuff. like grown adults, up, yeah, like, grown-up stuff. But not like a yeah, exactly grown-up stuff. So you say adult, and it's like, but it's not a bunch of twenty-one to twenty-eight-year-olds getting hammered. It's no, the adult-only one. Yeah, it is. It's just like you oh, can't. N- no kids allowed. Is what it means. Oh, but I figured it would be people like in their late thirties, early forties who want to go explore mm. the Mediterranean. No, the Virgin ones yeah. are like the same routes as like other ones, but it's like a high-end luxury ship that is adult-only. Okay, but so those are still just they're more expensive, and it's a nicer experience, but it's. It's it's not like stuffy adult. It's like very party scene, but it's, it's like a no kids allowed. Okay. So it's uh, in the movie Couples Retreat. It would be Eden West. Correct. Got it. Yes. The floating Eden West. Richard Branson says, you know, carnival, you know, carnival's not for me. I'm going to make what I would want to experience on a cruise ship. A cruise ship. You sound like you're from London. You sound like you're from London. So, interesting. I, I See, I thought you would be out of the uh, 
booze and cruise and kind of lifestyle? I think a weekend or a week away is one thing. Obviously, not every day, month, weekend. Well, the only reason I say that is because I've hung out. I mean, obviously, I'm in my situation where I don't drink or anything, but I've hung out with you and your friends when you guys are getting, quote unquote, you know, fucked up. And it never Have seems you? that well, like at the wedding and stuff, I figured everyone was getting pretty hammered, but it never seems that over the top. Oh, no, I don't think we'd get over the top anymore, but we would get giggly and dance a lot more. Yeah, like I've seen that. But some of the stories that you describe and a couple more that we're going to get into, I'm kind of just like even when you've gone out. But see, that's the point. So on a like overnight cruise situation is where you can really let loose when you're driving home at night. Like, obviously, you're not going to completely let loose as you would, like, on a cruise. But even what I was going to say before you rudely interrupted me, even when you... <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Even when you went to uh, Dallas, which we'll talk about, that'll be the last story we talk about. But still, when I would talk to you, you didn't seem like you were, like, you know, beyond well, also, recognition. Well, also, Dallas was still during COVID. Oh, yeah, that's true. So we were having as... I mean... Yeah, we were having as much fun as we could, like, in a house together. We didn't go... We only went out to, to dinner once. And we were okay. just basically at a house with a pool. But I guess the only reason I, that I'm saying any of this is because when I would go out and get fucked up, whether it was friends or by myself, like, yeah. I would be, like, blacked yeah, out, obviously. don't remember. Right. Obviously. But it doesn't seem like that. I mean... Maybe that happened back then, but I haven't seen you do something like that ever since we've been together. I mean, there are a few times where you'll have too much wine at like a show or something and you don't really remember the show, but I've never seen you like I've never had to carry you. Right. My goal is never to be blacked out and like ever. And I would never want to be blacked out again. Okay. Ever. So we were actually talking about that recently. Um, My friends and I like what was our goal back then just to get like, why do we want to get so blackout? Like what? What was the end goal for us? And we d- we thought like maybe we needed to lower our inhibitions to dance more. Uh, to maybe dance. maybe because we we would tear it up if we had the right amount of cocktails. Yeah. Uh, maybe we needed to um, lower inhibitions to flirt with certain people or to reach out to certain people for hookups. Um, not I'm not saying me in particular, just as a group, like what the group Wait, vibe you're not was. A virgin? <laughs> what the group vibe was but yeah we collectively came to an agreement like why did we have to get so blackout like what was what was was the the final verdict what was the agreement we were just too insecure in ourselves to like lower inhibitions without alcohol we needed to lower inhibitions yeah i mean it makes sense that's one i mean one of the main reasons i started drinking so much was because i was like oh this helps so much with my anxiety and my depression and it makes me feel so good. So I I could understand being like, yeah, let's just do this all the time. Right. Like, so certain um, bars we would go to would like play the music videos of the song they were playing. And sometimes we would get so, sometimes we would get so hype like watching it, but it's only for a certain amount of cocktails. If they did that at the beginning of the night, they played like one of the bangers at the beginning of the night. We'd be like, Oh, yeah, but we're not there yet. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess there's a reason they, the DJs are architects of their playlist when they play the bangers later. But, I mean, it's true. Like, it has to be like a certain, it has to hit a certain way. Yeah. Everything, the whole night does. You have to feel a certain certain vibe. You have to be like really just feeling yourself, feeling everything. Well, and that's, it's interesting you bring that up because that's exactly why later in my drinking in South Florida... And I think I talked about this with Dan, but that's why I was being invited to parties was not because I was like fun to be around. But it was a certain situation where I would get everyone to do shots right off rip, right, right in the beginning, because I love to do shots. So I would get everyone doing shots and then I would be about eight to ten shots in. Everyone else is just like one or two shots in. Because I'm doing shots with them individually, but I'm doing all the shots myself that they would send me downstairs and like put me in a room and turn on the TV and just kind of. Yeah, that's so sad. Tuck me away. But I'm saying that to to Justify, credit your point, right. which is, yeah, it's, you got to get it going. And once you get it going, everyone's having a good time. But Right. So the Ritz 
in Jack's Beach. That's a was, bar in Jack's Beach. Was the spot. And back in the 90s. Back in the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it was the spot because it was always where we would end up no matter what. There were certain nights for certain bars, but like the Ritz was home base. We would, we knew the DJ like super well. You know D- what that means, DJ folks. Jen. No, she was a girl. Oh, okay. Ugh, rude. DJ Jen. Uh, we had our corner right by the DJ. We would come in if girls were in our corner. We would uh, get double fist some drinks and slowly go edge them out. They would have to go back to the Hostile. bar. Style. They would have to go back to the bar eventually. We had two in each hand. We were there for the long haul. We would edge them out and get into our corner. It would get to the point where we they, we would come in. And they'd be like, "Oh shit!" and like start playing our songs. But sometimes they'd be like, "Nope, too early. Stop, stop, stop. Too early. We'll get to that one later." But post up in our corner and just like you know while out at the ritz which when you go to the ritz on the wrong night you're like really the ritz but it would end up so fun open till two every night it would like be the best ending ever which is so weird to me because my favorite type of drinking was at home by myself pack of cigarettes handle of vodka no one to bother me, no work the next day, no not having to worry about how am I going to get home, worried about getting into a fight. Well, Brennan, I think you never learned the art of dance. That's true. I don't know the art <laughs> of dance. Even when I would to go leave out, it all out in the dance floor. Even when I would go out in college, I would still oh, a lot of the time, especially when I really got into my alcoholism, a lot of the time I'd be thinking, I don't know why I'm out here. Like I don't like being out here. Yeah, and one, the more we would spend drinking, the more we realized we really just want to go drink and talk to each other, giggle with each other, and dance with each other. We really don't need anybody else. So in our later part, before we kind of like stopped going out, it would be to the point where we didn't, like anyone approached us, we're like, no, what, yeah. we're in, this is, well, this is what we're what doing. Because what you do is you guys would all get, you all, get together at a house and have wine and cheese and right. watch music videos on YouTube. It's rare and in between we actually go out, but when we do, it's pretty fun. Okay. Well, let's talk about a time when you guys did Vegas? go out. Yeah, you went hard in the paint. Yes, Vegas. How um, did this trip happen? What was the summer genesis? Summer of 2011. Re- real far back. What was that, 10 years ago? Yeah. Uh, so I had just been back from California. So I was only there... For eight months, but I just moved back. And you went to LA and then San Francisco? Uh, East Bay, but yeah, right outside of San Francisco. Okay. And then I just moved back. Huge shout out, Farzad. Big San Franciscan. Big San Franciscan. Loves the Bay. Uh, yeah, East Bay. I don't uh, know if you know this, but it's German for a whale's vagina. That's San Diego, you ignorant slut. Damn it. Anywho. Uh, just moved back. So we were planning a like epic all out girls trip. We were all already calling ourselves the hot mess express. Where did that, where did the genesis of that come from? I don't know. I really don't know. I know someone else had like said it and it was before it was popular because if everyone else was saying it at that point, we would not have done it. Yeah. But someone just had mentioned it and then you were like, oh my God. Like someone, I think we were like really wasted one night and someone said, oh God, all aboard the hot mess express. And, it just and like we, yeah, it was that like sweet spot where we were like giggling, like we are the Hot Mess Express. Oh my, it's just like we couldn't stop giggling about it. And then like the corresponding nights, like are we gonna aboard the Hot Mess Express tonight? And like fuck yeah, and we, you know, became the Hot Mess Express, but also you know not too seriously, but it became like such a so, running joke that it kind of became like a thing, our yeah, thing, yeah. 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 So now you're Hot Mess Express all aboard to Las Vegas. Right. And Savannah we had, just moved back. We had Savvy, as your friends call you. Savvy or Sav. Uh, we were planning this Which like all out trip for Vegas. So we wanted to go have a great time. Just a side note. When Brittany was in town um, a few weeks ago and she kept saying Sav, Sav. I was like, there were times where I was like, what the fuck is she saying? Yeah, because Sav I, and Savvy. I just uh, I always call you Savannah. Well, you're an ignorant slut. We already covered that. Okay, so <laughs> you're back in town. We're going to Vegas. Vegas. We're going to Vegas. 
Uh, we're going to Vegas. Vegas, baby. We are planning this to be an epic trip. We see the cover. Where are you staying? We stayed at the Palm. Okay. Palms. The Palms or the Palms? Palms. There's the Palms. I, yeah, it's Palms. Yeah. You know, where the Playboy Club was, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, Right, right. Moon, the night Where club. Um, mm-hmm. they did the real world Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. That's where we're staying. Well, take us through it. How did you get out there? Okay. Who's going? Okay. What's okay. happening? Okay. okay, okay. Let me get there for a second. Around the same time, I want to say, sorry, I sucked my teeth again. I can't help it. I want to say it was, it wasn't, God, who was it? Not Panic at the Disco. It was, uh, All American Rejects. No. Uh, 303, I think. Yeah, that was a huge band back then. Right. So they released an album. I remember that. With the girl with a tattoo in her lip. And I want to say it said hot mess. Or it said something. It okay. said she had a tattoo in her lip that said something. And then we said, oh my God. All right, let's do that before we go to Vegas. It was like the timing was perfect because we were about to go to Vegas. And we're like, oh, we're going to be the hot mess in Vegas. We were dancing to the song all the time. Then we saw the album cover. And we're like, oh, we should do that. Mm-hmm. We should get hot mess tattooed in our bottom lips. Before we go to Vegas, hot mess in our mouth. Ha 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 ha. It'll be so funny. We thought it was hilarious. Uh, so as also kids, they did get those tattoos, by the way. Everyone. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'm getting there. Spoiler alert. Jesus Christ. Um, also kismet. Perfect timing. I happen to be watching randomly MTV two, watching music videos. And then I see this little um, uh, broadcast message on the screen in between music videos like, hey, are you going to be in Vegas between this time and this time? We're looking for people to follow on with cameras to document uh, spring break life uh, because it was spring break in Vegas. Uh, MTV spring break in Vegas at this time. Okay. And I said, I was thinking, hell yeah, we're going to be there at that time. I'm going to sign us up. So I go to the login. I upload some pictures of us being hot messes obviously and i write uh we are even tattooing hot mess in our bottom lips prior to this trip yada yada so i really proud. sold I'm so it proud of you i really sold it to, M- to the mtv submission form and i get a call the next day saying we are very interested would you like us to uh w- would you like to proceed with this and I was like, yeah. They're, okay, well, there's the catch. I said, okay. Like, so if you're the one signing up, we have to tell you this catch. I said, okay, continue. And what ha- what was going to happen was we I was going to tell my friends that we were being followed around by cameras for a day in the life of an MTV spring breaker. And what, and the reality was they were going, we were going to be mic'd up, cameras following us, and they were going to set up one of my friends to be scared shitless by the Scream villain. Yeah. Because it was going to be a promo for Scream 4 that was coming out. And I said immediately, yes. Whatever it is, we're doing it. Sounds oh, okay. great. I thought you were going to go the other way with that. No. That's, that's the only way. Like, the day in life, there was no other option. Yeah. So it was either. Well, there was another option. Just go to Vegas with your friends and have a good time. Right. No. But I'm saying with the with the cruise and stuff, it was like a. This is what it takes, or that's what it is. It's really no day in the life of Spring Breaker. Yeah. It's like a, it's a giant ruse. <laughs> so I chose one confidant to tell because I we had to be able to corral. Brittany. Nope. Really? I chose Jamie. Wow. Because uh, Brittany loved her to death. If she got a little too giggly and loose, she might have wanted to spill it to everybody else. Yeah, that's true. Which, and not in a malicious way, but in a, can we tell him, can we tell yeah, him sort I of way? I want to tell him, I want to tell him, I want to tell him. Right. Jamie, and, Jamie will go down with the ship. Yep. Jamie was going to be able to keep it secret. And she's the, she's the same part as me as we're down for whatever. Let's do it. And I knew she could be able to control it without like giggling or breaking of the, whatever we have to do to get the, the scare shot. She will be able to play it without giggling and breaking and being like, Oh, we got to tell them like why? Because they're you know, they're not getting yeah. it. Why we have to tell them why? She's just gonna let them drown. Right. She's gonna be like, yeah, just she's, you know, she's gonna play along with yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. So 
they're super excited that we're going to be day in the life of a spring breaker. So you told Nicole and Brittany it's day in the life. I said, hey, I signed us up for something. Uh, basically, and at this point in our lives, I knew this would be an exciting moment. Yeah. They were going to be like, hell yeah. They, there would be no, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to be on camera or whatever. They were well, 24. Everyone's down. They were gung ho. Fuck yeah, let's do this. So I told them, so I signed us up for something and we got it. Uh, we're going to have MTV camera crews follow us around for a day in the life of an MTV Spring Breaker. Screaming, giggling, yay, exciting, jumping them down. We're, this is going to be epic. It's going to be awesome. Quick aside, is MTV paying for anything for you at this point? At this point, no. Okay. But to, you know, stay tuned. So, you hear that, listeners? <laughs> stay tuned. So we get to, to Vegas. We check in and we have one night there um, where we are doing our own thing. We go out, we drink, it's whatever, it's fun. And then the next night we meet our crew. God, what is his name? His name is the head producer. His name is the head producer. He's something. I Rick? No. It's always Rick. No. I'm sure one of the girls will remember his name, but uh, so already we're like bonding with the crew. Like they're putting, they're micing us up. They're giving us the rundown of what's going to happen. What they're telling everybody. And I've kind of let them know who my confidant is. So they know who, you know, to, yeah, you know, whatever. Who they don't have to bullshit. Right. Um, what they're telling everybody is we're going to mic you guys up. We're going to take some shots of you in the room, popping your champagne and drinking it and toasting it. And be like, oh, to Vegas, yada, yada, to Vegas. Woo. And then we're going to follow you down and you're going to um, go into the nightclub that is there, which at the time is rain, I believe. It's and rain is on the main floor, like right off the casino. It's this very, very, very popular nightclub that um, usually DJ probably D DJs at. Um, there's like is this back then or now you're saying it's then. still popular now back then I don't okay. know what's there now yeah um, there's like suspended uh, uh, dancers and like what's the what pink does like the scarf like dancing up above yeah. and like fire and it's like Shit, a whole I big used to know what that was called right I, I me too it's in there it's in this somewhere um, but it's the whole the whole nine yards of a Vegas club uh, so that's the deal. We're going to get mic'd up, pop champagne in the room. They're going to follow us down as we party in Vegas. Um, so it's very funny. But wait, where's the... So that's what they're telling you guys. Right. But has a producer taken you aside and said, listen, we'll follow you down to the club and that's when the scream guy's going to come out or anything like that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's the whole story. And then as we're getting mic'd up and Because if it's just for a promo, there's no way they're going to shoot you for the whole night. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but they don't know that. They're thinking... They no, think what I'm shot. saying is what right. I'm saying is what's legit going to happen. OK, yes. So as we're all getting mic'd up, um, we're all already dressed at this point. And then, you know, quote unquote, hey, Savannah, let me. Um, it's too crowded in here. Let me mic you up in the hallway or whatever. Um, I get the down low. What's really going to happen? OK, so what's really going to happen is we have to take. Also, side note, I get to select who is the first choice to get um, scared. Brittany. No, Nicole. Really? Yeah. And then second choice was Brittany. So they wanted both, but we had to do one first. And then after we did Nicole, Nicole would be in on it. And then we'd have to shoot Brittany. So they did two different takes to see what worked best. Yeah. So the, the MO was I needed to somehow take Nicole's ID out of her purse and leave it on the bathroom counter. So as we're all getting ready, I do that. Why do you have to do that? Because we're going to go down and wait in the line for rain. And then uh, it, we discover, they say, hey, does everyone have their IDs? And we discover that we need to go back up and get Nicole's ID. The one flaw shifty, in this. Very shifty. Right. Because they're going to get scared. She's going to get yeah, scared get in it. the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one flaw in this is that first, um, at first take, Nicole's pissed. She's like, are you kidding me? Like, yada, yada. She's like. Are you? I'm like, hey. So wait, what happens? No, 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 take us through this. You're you're jumping ahead. So you go down. You you're able to get Nicole's ID out of her purse. Yeah. So we get it out. We leave it on the bathroom counter as the instructions. Leave okay. the ID. But so she's just not paying attention. 
Right. We it, like, the only reason I'm so curious is because when I leave the house, I'm like, all right, keys, wallet, self. Like, yeah, I but do you shit. normally have um um? Are you normally mic'd up with camera crews in your face, like giving you like, not yet? But interviews the comedy and hasn't stuff? taken off yet. <laughs> so obviously, this is not a normal event. Her, li- we all have these like little going out purses that are already like ready and kind of off to the side somewhere. Okay. So she thinks it should be in there. Like she, we've already set that up. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be in there? Right. Uh, why would my friends deceive me? Exactly. Why? You think I'm going to be murdered. Why would they not want me to get into the club? What yeah. dickheads. So we, it snuck out. It's set on the bathroom counter. Uh, we go down. And then as we're, fun fact, as we're going down the elevator, we forget we're mic'd up. And we're calling the producer a curly headed fuck. Like from Step Brothers, because he had very curly hair, like Jufro hair. You know they can hear you, right? Oh, we figured that out very soon down the month. Then yeah. we we burst out. We're like, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, and then we had to do a take again where we come out like acting like we're like, woo, coming out of the elevator. She's going to be like, sorry, we're just kidding. You're not a curly headed fuck. <laughs> yeah, whenever. But luckily, hot, they think it, they you. think it's hilarious like because we're very we're not being malicious. Because you're being, hot. We're not being malicious. We're being like genuinely like, oh, he has curly hair. He's such a curly headed fuck. So they don't. You know, they're not mad at us. They actually think we're charming and hilarious. Okay. Uh, so, so you got to do a second take on the yeah, elevator. Yeah, second take coming out of the elevator going, woo, we're going to the nightclub. Woo, rain. Uh, and then as we're standing in line, we discover that we need Nicole's ID. Nicole doesn't have her ID. Right. Oh, my God. We got to have it to get in. There's no, even those camera crews, it's not negotiable. We need IDs. So at first she's pissed. Like, what the fuck? Like, I have to go back up because she obviously, you know, who would want to lose the camera time being an asshole going back up to get their ID? Yeah. And then it's like, you know what? It's okay. I'll go with you and the camera's going to come with us too and we'll, it'll be funny. Come on, let's go. So we go back up the elevator. Uh, half of the camera crew is following us. And then um, I have to put on my best acting skills and say this is what you were born to do born to do it i'm just gonna say okay this is why we i'll play go look in your suitcase you look where we where we're getting i can't even where say where we're getting ready i was not born to do this you go look where we were getting ready in the bathroom so i go and start like quietly rummaging and trying not to laugh like in her suitcase and she goes in the bathroom and on the bathroom there's her id on the counter with a little sticky note taped to it that says What's your favorite scary movie? <gasps> Scream. And as soon as she picks it up and has time to read it, he bursts out of the shower curtain. And she, like, obviously screams and kind of, like, falls over the toilet. And it's really hilarious. Yada, yada. And then I'm dying laughing, of course. And then we have to, like, collect ourselves. And I had to be like, okay, so this was what it was all about. It's a Scream 4 promo. We're not being followed tonight. This is what it was. Like, I have to, like, collect her. So she, under, so she understands why like, that happened. So everyone listening can fully grasp this. And I think I'm going to say it out loud so I can fully grasp it. That's probably one of the most horrific, traumatizing <laughs> events of her life. For a brief moment, five, seven seconds, she thought she was going to legitimately die. She was on camera. How much could she legitimately die with the MTV camera right behind her? I'm just saying <laughs> for a split second in her head, she thought, how did this ha- Like, how did this guy pick this room to murder somebody? That's the I way I see it. I don't know if she thought of that. If she, I don't know if she went that dark that quick. Oh, that's Because lived, instantly, so. obviously in her terror, she looks up and I'm dying laughing. Okay. So it's okay. And then when she collects herself, she's like, obviously like, oh my God, what the hell is happening? What the fuck? Yada, yada. Uh, we have to do that. Okay, so this was actually what it was. Yeah. Uh, there is no follow knives from breaker. This whole MTV thing is to. It's ca- a ruse. It's a ruse to capture a promo for Scream Four, and so it takes her a second to absorb that. And be like, okay, got yeah, it. Because she thought she was going to get murdered. No, because she thought. I'm going to die. She thought we were going to be famous. We all thought we were going to be fa- well, not me, but thought we were going to be famous. Like, oh, obviously now we're going to get yeah, our you've show. Yeah, you should be California. They're just. Now we're going to get our own show, yeah. clearly, because we are to die for. Uh, so then we had to be like, all right, well, you have now. To get Brittany now. Yeah. So now we need to get your acting chops on. I need, we need to make a call down to Jamie because Jamie knows what's up. And we have to tell them, hey, we really can't find it. Can you come up here? Just Brittany, though. And help us. No, both of them. Okay. We're not leaving Jamie by herself. Both of them come up. We 
really need you to come up here and help us find it. So they come up the elevator. Uh, Nicole and I are doing the giggling, digging in the suitcase thing. We quickly grab Jamie. Jamie, come help us look in the suitcase. We're digging and giggling. Brittany, go look in the bathroom. Same thing all over again. Scream for a guy burst out, scares her. Her reaction isn't quite as scared as Nicole's. Nicole literally like fell over the toilet, running away in her heels. That was the money shot. But we got Brittany just in case. Brittany's never aired. Lucky Brittany. So, so anyway, actually aired. It aired. It aired. So what ended up happening? Was that it? Where they're just like, all right, we're done here. Did they pay for a room? Did they do like anything happen? Or so after it all collected. Uh, all the camera crew and producers were like, you guys were great. Uh, so we got the number of the producer who essentially for the next week invited us to every MTV event being held at the Palms. So we were front row at the poolside concerts with Snoop Dogg and Pitbull and Neo, um, DJ Polly D, everyone poolside at the concerts. We, um, got VIP passes to moon where, who was it? Lloyd and Chameleonaire were rapping there you go. at a concert. Fun fact about that, though, uh, we were like kind of trying to f- find our way around that and like figure out a place to like stand and like chill. And we were behind these booths up at the back bar. There, there was booths in front of us that like looked up to the stage. And this whole like crew of people like came up and sat in this booth. And it turned out. You have, yeah, I do know this story. Yeah. So I didn't realize that at first, I didn't really know what was happening. I just knew it was a crew of like eight people. And what I first noticed was they had one guy sitting there rolling um, blunts and passing them around. And then second guy up top, just pouring shots of Don Julio out of the bottle and passing those around. And I'm not really paying attention. There's a lot going on. I'm not really, really paying attention to these guys in front of us. Like, whatever. They have a VIP booth. Obviously, there's some sort of hot shit. Like, I don't, I'm not connecting the dots. But then it turns out it was Rick Ross and Waka Flocka. <laughs> and Waka Flocka was the one Waka, sitting Waka. up Waka. on that back of the booth pouring the shots of Don Julio. And then after a while, because they had like a security guy kind of sitting up on the opposite corner of him, like watching us. Like we were like there to like be groupies. But we were there before they even got there. Yeah. So we were just like getting our, like, finding a spot to drink our drinks and kind of like get our buzz on and like see if we wanted to like get down there and dance because we didn't really know if we wanted to like get up there for like Lloyd and Chameleon or they're not like big ticket concert for us. We we're just kind of like, oh, we're just going to be here and just like experience it. We're not going to get down there in like the, um, the heart of it though. The nitty gritty. Right. We don't know if we actually want to. We're just trying to like see what's up from back here. Yeah. So the security guy was just watching us. And then after he like gathered that we weren't there to stalk them, we were cool. He kind of relaxed a little bit. And then Waka Flocka started passing his shots of Don Julio through like, the little like back section of the booth. And then we're like, yeah, we'll take shots of Don Julio from Waka Flocka. Of course. Oh, Vegas. And then we also got to be in the background, the party, the quote unquote party people when they did these like cast interviews of the hard times of RJ Burger. There used to be a show on MTV. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So they were doing like cast interviews like they aired a brand new episode. And then in between the episode commercials, there'd be like cast and crew like talks about the episode. And it was in one of the suites at the Palms. And we were in the background as quote unquote party, party people. people. So you got more credits than I do. Yeah, we were like all up. Been in show we were for all over MTV Spring Break 2011, all over it. Like they, we were like the shining stars of like, girls, you want to come? It's gonna be fun. Yeah, we'll be there. And my favorite thing, probably about that entire adventure that you went on, was everyone else's tattoos has faded except yours. No, wrong. Everyone else's tattoos are still very, very, very intense, and mine. Is kind of fading. I thought your I thought yours was the only one that wasn't. No, fading. so I was watching. I think I was second or third to go. I was watching the girls get it, and I was they. It, w- it wasn't like crying or whining, but I could see, for instance, like one of the girls like foot tapping. Like obviously, it kind of hurt. Yeah. Um, but when I got it, I pulled my lip down like a trooper, and I didn't feel like it really didn't hurt. It was like a very light pinching, but. In some areas, now mine is completely fading, so it's like not even a full hot mess anymore. So he wasn't even going very hard on it. Right. Yours. So the ones that hurt more, like obviously, were deeper. I could have sworn. Brittany's is so dark. Is it? Like hers is never going away. 
That's awesome. Yep. And also, like, the we should have, like, chosen a font. It was just, like, a random font of, like, the tattoo artist's yeah, writing. Yeah, him, his writing. Right. That's the, his handwriting. That's we the We didn't font. even, like, but it was very, it was, like, 20 bucks each, so whatever. Yeah. This was, like, this is one of those drunk moments, like, whatever, just go fucking do it. Yeah. 20 just, bucks uh, each. Do we what can, you feel. It's going to take 10 minutes before, like, two of us had to go into work, like, We're just whatever. doing what we feel. Right. <clears throat> so we're going to fast it, forward Fuck it, let's now. do it. Fuck it. Let's do it. The last story I want you to share. We're going to fast forward to Dallas. This is very embarrassing for me. I know. That's why I want to share it. Okay. Come on. You've been on the show enough. The listeners know you. It is what it is. Like it happened. There was no stopping it. It just sucked. But whatever. I feel like these experiences make you more rounded, more well-rounded, richer human who can empathize and who can move forward with dignity. And it also gives me an excuse to be like, yeah, maybe you should. Whatever loser. Let's don't drink alone in my basement. <laughs> I never had a basement. Grew up in Florida. So you said they would put you down in the basement. Well, because they had a three story townhouse. So they put me down at the bottom, the bottom room. Okay. Semantics. I'm pulling what you said. I said downstairs. I didn't say basement. Okay. So. You're going to Dallas for Anyhow. one of our super bestest friends in the whole wide world. Member of the core for herself. Bachelorette right. party. Right. Uh, it takes place in a large five bedroom house with a pool in Dallas. It's a great time. Um, we can't really go anywhere. We go out to dinner one night because it is super like deep I in COVID. I didn't believe in COVID. At this time, it was still July after it was July 2020. So it was very new. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was still COVID. God, it was that long ago? Yeah. Damn. Or maybe it was August. I think it was July. It was August. Okay. Well, either way, it was after, you know, very still yeah, new and deep into COVID. Yeah, it was only a couple months after everything But at least, down. like, dining had returned. We could go out to eat dinner at this point. Yeah. That was one of the factors of if we should still have it or postpone it. And then we all decided as a group collectively, as long as we're all in a house together, just like having fun and drinking, it should be a good time. It was a good time. Uh, most of these girls now are moms. Uh, there's a couple who are sober or well, sober from alcohol who like only, you know, smoke a little bit or something like that. But yeah. um, so not sober like me sober. Right. And then some who drink very little. So as a bachelorette party attendee I, I would feel the need you know, to keep the party going a little bit well you are the one I don't mean to interject but you are the one that's still able to do that you don't have any kids you're not married right you still like to drink more often than not so right you're still and, and I like don't, you said some of them and it's have, also like a very empathy thing like I don't want one of my very best friends to look back and think Goddess her bachelor. Yeah, I don't want her to look yeah. back and think it was lame, um, which it wasn't like it was time very well spent with good friends. But it's almost that need of she's she wants to get away and let loose for this weekend. Um, I don't want to be uh, one of the ones who's being counted on to bring the party to be like, OK, well, it's 9 p.m. They're starting to go off to bed. I will, too. I want to be there like, no, let's stay up. Pain. Yeah, bring I'm going to br- I'm going to bring him. Keep bringing it until she doesn't want me to bring it anymore because this is and then her. we're still going to bring it and then we're going to keep bringing it because this is her weekend and I want it. I want her to look back like this was really fun. Yeah. And we had some very fun moments the first night there. Uh, Carrie, one of our good friends as well, not core four, but still very good friend, um, had this great one piece bathing suit that she got off of Amazon. It was like one of those kind of bargain buys, but that fit great. We all Careful, got this is going live. Right. This okay. I just want to make sure. No, it's, this is a very great moment. Okay. Uh, so we all got in the hot tub and we all were like, God, Carrie, it, that bean suit looks so good. I love that bean suit on you. And we all make, have a great time. Boys, calm down. We all end up trying on the bathing suit because it looks so amazing on her and it turns out it looks amazing on everyone by the end of the trip we've looked at the bathing suit on, on amazon we're all going to get different colors we keep finding the so bathing it suit is the uh, traveling pants as it were kind of except we're gonna, all going to get like one's going to get leopard one's going to get pink one's going to get black carries was but it red. made everyone look great yes everyone looked great in it uh lots of laughing lots of trying it on everyone like big boobs small boobs big butt small butt 
everyone looked good in it. Like, it didn't matter. We're like, what the fuck is up with this bathing suit? It was like a one piece with like a halter top, and then you tied the straps around your waist, and like it was just like Yeah, it was a good bathing suit. I got it. Okay, well, you know what? Some people, some listeners might appreciate the bathing suit details of why it was so fantastic. Not you in particular. Got it. But anyways... (laughs) It was a fantastic a plunging, like it came all the way down to your belly button. It was great. So we had some great times on this trip. Like it was fantastic. However, on the flight home, dun dun dun, we went hard every night. I didn't feel I ever went too hard to where I was hungover. I woke up every day fine. Every day, sorry, I suck my teeth again. God, babe, sorry. I, I woke up every day feeling fine, which is the most alarming part for me, is that I wasn't even hungover, but I think maybe just the sheer amount of alcohol that had been going through my system the past three days, maybe. Yeah. It, it was well paced out. It was fine. Like, there was no point. I was like outrageously drunk. I didn't black out at any point. Yeah, but your body's just lacking hydration yeah, and nutrients. That it I needs. don't know. I'll tell you what did it though. So we're on the flight home. I'm sitting next to Nicole. We have all arranged and like rearranged our seatings, our seat, seatings on ord, our seat assignments to be next to each other. Nicole has arranged to be next to me because Carrie's next to um, Andrea and whatever. Like everyone's already got assignments. Nicole's like, oh my god, let's move. So we're next to each other. Okay, perfect, great. As we're ascending into the air. Others ascending ascending into the skies. There's a little bit of turbulence. And I was like, oh, that didn't feel great. But it's fine. Um, You do not handle turbulence well as far as your I don't. It's like some sort of motion sickness thing, too. So So it's not like you're scared. Like, I'm terrified to fly because I'm well, I'm more terrified of falling. But you're, you're not worried about that kind of stuff. You just get really motion sickness. You get motion sickness really badly. Correct. Uh, but there's a little bit and it kind of makes me feel weird. But like, okay, it's fine. I'm fine. We keep ascending and there's not really any more. Okay, we're ascending. We're back. Okay, so we are ascending into the skies, heading back to Jacksonville, Florida. A little bit of turbulence. Uh, doesn't feel good. Makes me feel a little bit funny. Uh, I recover. I think I got it. I think I feel okay. I'm going to try to sleep it off a little bit. Usually, if I sleep, I wake up feeling better no matter what the issue is. Uh, So I take a very, very, very brief little shut-eye. I'm in the middle seat to paint the picture. Nicole is by the window. There is an elderly lady who I believe is either, I want to say deaf. She's either deaf or blind. I can't remember now because the vivids of this um, image are not focused on her. However, she's either deaf or blind. Uh, Next to me by the aisle. That thing happens where you kind of open your eyes and your forehead is sweaty. You feel these sweats. These sweats and these chills starting to take over your body. I'm like, shit. Uh, So I sit there and try to swallow and like make myself feel better. Body sweats. Okay. Mouth sweats too. But the first indication is like I feel my forehead breaking out in a sweat. Uh, I'm kind of starting to panic a little bit because I know this usually means with my track record of hangovers that vom is coming my way. You're going to vomit. You're going to throw up. Yep. Puke city. Um, Puke city, bitch. Puke, puke city. I think I can keep it down. Like, I think it's fine. It's just, whoa, I'm going to take a little sip of water. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to collect myself. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to bring, I'm going to look inward. Um, the sweat starts to intensify. The mouth sweats start. All of a sudden, the bile starts to rise. I get up and I'm like panicking because, um, it must be blind. The lady's husband is on the other side of the aisle. He sees me trying to get up and I'm like, oh, excuse me. I'm trying not to talk because I, I feel it coming is the, up. The plane is still ascending. The seatbelt's no, on the No, at this point, by this point, we are just riding. Okay, you're cruising. Yeah, just cruising. Um, and he's like tapping her like, hey, 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 you got to get up. She's trying to get by you. Uh, I don't know how old she is. It's like really up there. 
It is taken every ounce of her strength to pull herself out of the seat. You can't she, just slide by her? No, because she has one hand on the seat above her trying to pull. She, You know, very old, trying to heave herself up. She's tiny, but she still needs a heave. She is trying to maneuver and get herself out of the seat. She doesn't know what's happening. I, it must be blind because she can't see the panic in my face. She can't see the panic in her husband of trying to get her up. Yeah. She's slowly trying to get up and like doesn't really know what's happening. She just thinks you need to go potty. Right. Uh, in this time, I could have made it, by God. I could have made it. In this time where she is slowly trying to heave herself out of the seat, it just comes. I tried to hold it in. Um, I realized it's coming out before I know what's happening. It is COVID. We are all wearing face masks. Uh, so I bend my head. I'm like kind of in a half standing position. So I just bend my head down. It hits mask, therefore hitting my face as well. So you threw up. Threw up into my mask. It's leaking out all over down into my it was it would have been like a violent watery throw up if i had been able to get it out and right to my mask and like leak down all over to my jeans uh she gets up by this point and like thanks for nothing and then i start and then the i old dumb blind bitch <laughs> and then i just run to the back of the plane um i get in there like by this point to the bathroom it's all out of me yeah in the bathroom i feel fucking fine at this point because it fucking all just shot out of me great uh now panic ensues. I'm like, okay. I take my mask out. It's just fucking covered in puke. I run that under the water. I sit there and I start pumping hand soap and I'm trying to like just wash the front of my jeans. Like, okay, fuck it. They'll just be fucking wet, but at least they'll be clean. I'm trying to wash my jeans like on me still, just like on my thighs, just all over my thighs. Just wash the jeans. Thank God I hear a knock. Nicole has come to save the day. She's like, oh, my God, I brought you a skirt. What else do you need? I'm like, uh, a fucking uh, face mask. Got it. She runs back. She talks to the flight attendants. She had a major accident. Can I please get this like a plastic bag? They give me a uh, like barf bag too late. Um, but I put my pants in the bag. I got this loose skirt that our friend Felicia let me have. We pulled it out of like her carry on and I get a new mask. Like she jumped into mom mode and saved the day. But yeah, uh, just a little bit of motion sickness paired with a weekend of drinking and I freaking full force probably would have been projectile had I not been wearing a mask, vomited on myself on the plane ride home from bachelorette party, a.k.a. successful bachelorette party. Right. Eh? That's all right. That means. Right. But I mean, I know a nice place. We meet every day at noon. They're super sweet there. Being 33 at the time, it's like, oh, did I really just do that? But, you know, when it's happening, you're like, it is what it is. This is my life now. I just have to figure out how to get to the next step, which is landing and getting the fuck home. Yeah. Luckily, I was there to pick you up. That was a fun ride home. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're like, oh, how was that? I was like, I literally threw up on myself on the plane. I just threw up on myself. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Savannah, thank you for indulging us with those stories from cruises to Vegas to vomiting on yourself. Yeah. Tell everybody one more time where they can find you. Instagram. Instagram. Savannah, there's no H at the end of that. So Savannah underscore Ray underscore underscore. Yeah. You can see all my adventures. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. Subscribe on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. Uh, check out the website brennantcomedy.com got some upcoming dates I'll be at the Broadway Comedy Club October 7th with Joe Kimmel that's going to be a lot of fun Jill Kimmel that's what I said it's not like you said Joe Kimmel no Joe Kimmel who the fuck is Joe Kimmel Jill Kimmel good friend close personal friend she's amazing she is a lot of fun you've met her before yeah that's why I just said she's amazing I know I'm just saying um, thank you again everybody for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week <laughs>